Ruth chapter 2. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the harvesters behind the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into a field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, Go and get a drink from, from the water jars the men have filled. At this she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked them, Why have I found such favour in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about you, what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland, and came to live with a people you did not know before? May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favour in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? 
Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him, because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvests were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, my daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. Now Boaz, with whose woman you have worked, is a relative of ours. Tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know that you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying, then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything the mother, her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went out. He went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than that which you have shown, showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I am a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another who is more closely related than I. Stay here for the night, and in the morning, if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer, good, let him redeem you. But if, not, if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord leaves, I will do it. Lie here until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized, and he said, no one must know that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, Bring me the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she did, so he poured into it six measures of barley and placed the bundle on her. Then he went back to, to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, How did it go, my daughter? Then she told him everything Boaz had done for her and added, He gave me these six measures of barley, saying, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens. 
but the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat there, just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here. And they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not tell me, so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you, and I am the next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, on the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the guardian redeemer said, then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself and he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, today you are witnesses that I have brought, bought from Naomi and all the property of Elimelech, Kilian, and Marlon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Marlon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today you are witnesses. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, who Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. This then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David. A long reading. So that now brings us to reflect on what we're reading. And I must admit that the book of Ruth is 
normally not only um, spoken of in one or two sermons, it tends to be, uh, it's, it's quite rich. So it's nice to be able to reflect on each chapter as we move through. So today we're covering this large section at the end of Ruth. And I think the reason, I want to encourage you that as we do that, um, reflect on what the book of Ruth is about. And as we realized last week, it starts off with loss and it ends in redemption. It's a story of loss and redemption. So today we're focusing on redemption. So it's a beautiful story. And as we realized last week, it began at a time when Israel had no king. And everyone did as they saw fit. Now this story closes with the birth of a king. There's so much to gain from this story. Um, before we keep going, I'm going to pray. Uh, and then we'll take a look at the passage together. Almighty God, as we read from your word and learn from your word, we ask you to bless us. Lord, I ask you now to help me to speak your truth clearly and with your strength. Lord, please give all of your people ears to hear and hearts to receive your truth. Lord, thank you that you are the God who redeems. May the glory of your son, Jesus, our redeemer, be both comfort and strength today in a hurting world. Amen. So you remember from last week, we started this story of Ruth uh, with chaos and famine in the land. And it led to a man named Elimelech, and his name was My God is King. And he decided to do a runner. And he went and settled in Moab with his wife Naomi and their two sons. Their two sons married some local Moabite women one of them was named Ruth. Only things didn't go so well for Naomi or for Ruth. Her husband died, and so did both of her sons. And that left Naomi and now Ruth with her as widows. So the picture that's painted for us in the first chapter of Ruth is one of sadness, bitterness, emptiness, and loss. But as we learned last week, pain and providence work together. Our God is the God who sanctifies suffering. While Naomi seemed to be blinded to the blessings around her, it was God who was working faithfully in and through her pain and loss to bring about her good and his glory. So chapter one closed with this glimmer of hope. As Naomi entered Bethlehem with Ruth by her side, the barley harvest was beginning. And today we pick up the story. As we've just read together, with the introduction of a man, a man of good standing named Boaz. And what a guy, what a guy he is. We're going to get to him in a minute. 
But through the circumstances that followed, Naomi and Ruth find redemption. And that's what the book of Ruth is all about. Why? Because that's what God is all about. Our God is the God of redemption. And what is redemption, we ask? Redemption is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. You see, this is why we need the book of Ruth. This story hits home. No matter what our life circumstances may be, whether we're sitting here today with face masks, unsure about what the future holds, whether we've been raised right here in Epping, maybe in the, in the church, or perhaps we've left behind other people and other gods in order to come and meet the one true God. Either way, we all need redemption. We need a redeemer. And in the story of Ruth, Naomi and Boaz, we see that God provides a worthy redeemer to meet that need. Naomi and Ruth had no idea that God's provision of a redeemer was already underway. So join me at chapter 2. We're just going to move through this passage. So Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. And we've got to love this. As it turned out, it just so happened that she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. And again, just then, just at the right time, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered him. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? Who's that girl? In what appears to be a series of coincidences, Boaz meets Ruth. Of course, this is no coincidence. This is God's providence. Boaz comes in at just the right time. And he not only notices Ruth, but he comes to speak to her. He pursues her. And this is the first thing we learn about the worthy redeemer. He pursues his people. Boaz said to Ruth, listen to me, my daughter. Don't go and glean in another field. Don't go away from here. Stay. Stay with the women that are with me. I've told the men not to lay a hand on you, he says. And whenever you're thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars that the men have filled. And then her response, she bows down with her face to the ground and she asks, why have I found such favour in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? See, Ruth knew 
She knew that she was the foreigner. She's a Moabite. Most of Israel would have found her unwelcome. And here's a man, a wealthy man, who extends grace to her, and not only so, he pursues her. Boaz replies, I've been told all about what you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and you came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. How can we not like Boaz? He's so kind and he's so generous. All through this story, he doesn't put a foot wrong. Ruth is surprised. She's surprised and she's thankful. She says, may I continue to find favour in your eyes, my Lord. You've put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. You see, Ruth knew her status. She was a foreigner in Israel, a Moabite at that, and she was a widow. Now, the fields were not a safe place for a single woman, particularly a foreigner. The sad history of Israel is that in those times, foreign women were often raped when they were working in the fields, and justice was rarely found. Ruth knew that was the environment she was going into. And the fact that Boaz has offered her safety and security has put her at ease. And that's the second thing we learn about the Redeemer. He protects his people from harm. And we can now start to see this redemption story taking place. Take a look at what we've seen Boaz do already. He's shaping up to be a worthy Redeemer. He pursues her. He protects her from harm. And after he's ensured her safety, he now provides her with food. Of course, later he provides her with much more. So Ruth kept working. She went back to Naomi at the end of the day, and she's now carrying over 13 kilograms of barley. I'm assuming she was a strong woman carrying that much. Yeah, for a long walk it would have been. So along with the leftovers, she'd managed to stuff into her coat over lunch. Naomi couldn't believe it. Her question is, where did you glean? Where did you work? Who was it that took notice of you? Wow. She brought home a huge amount, months worth, in one day. And then... Ruth says, it was Boaz. And Naomi knows who he is. Notice there's no bitterness in Naomi anymore. Boaz. 
He's one of our guardian redeemers. So what is a guardian redeemer, we ask? Well, the idea is that if someone falls on tough times or there's a death in the family, then the closest male relative is to step up and redeem what had been lost or sold. There's also provision for this same redeemer to carry on the family name by providing an heir to the widow. In the case of Naomi and Ruth, both of these functions are in view for the redeemer. So days, maybe even weeks passed and things weren't going quick enough for Naomi. So she comes up with a bit of a plan. It's a plan to maybe push things along a little bit. Ruth was to dress her best, splash on a bit of perfume and approach Boaz as he slept. Uncover his feet and lie on them. Now this was by all accounts a marriage proposal and hear me here, this was not a sexual thing. Although Ruth went knowing that it would be quite common for a man to take advantage of a woman who entered the floor at night. Boaz didn't. He heard her proposal. In the middle of the night, something startled Boaz. He turned and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I'm your servant Ruth, she said. And here's what she asks. Spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You haven't run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know you are a woman of noble character. Although it is true that I'm a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another who is more closely related than I. Oh, we, we sink, don't we? It's like, we thought it was Boaz. There's another one. Although, it, yeah, stay here for the night, he says, and in the morning, if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer, good. Let him redeem you. But if he's not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. Oh no, Boaz, <laughs> what are you doing? I know the first time I read this, that's all I could think of. You know, why? You, she's just thrown herself on you and you're just going to give her away to someone that might not even want her. But as it turns out, Boaz has a plan of his own. So we're going to pick the story up now at chapter 4 and let's see how this all finishes up. So Boaz went up to the town gate and he sat down there. Look at the language again. Just as. So he just happened to be at the town gate at the exact same time that the guy who was the closest relative was walking past. 
Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. So Boaz then got 10 of the elders of the town and told them, sit here. And they did. He then said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi's come back from Moab and she's selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I'm bringing the matter to your attention and I suggest you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so, but if you will not, tell me, so I will know, for no one has the right to do it except you, and I am next in line. I will redeem it, the guy says. Notice he has no name, this man. But Boaz, he knew what he was doing. Just throws this little snippet of information in right at the end. And he says, by the way, on that day that you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth. Oh yeah, she's a Moabite. In order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. And at this, the guardian redeemer said, I can't redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. And now, Boaz, he gets the girl, and they do it by exchanging a sandal. So in the earlier times in Israel, for redemption and transfer of property to be final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. So in this case, the guardian redeemer says, buy it yourself, removed his sandal, and handed it to Boaz. Boaz now explains what he's done. Today you're all witnesses that I've bought from Naomi all of the property of Elimelech, Kilian, and Marlon. I've also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Marlon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today, you are witnesses. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, we are witnesses. Then they blessed Boaz and Ruth and later the child. So the redeemer now goes and purchases both Naomi and Ruth it was a two-for-one deal here. He redeemed Naomi, but he gained a wife in Ruth. So Ruth, who was once the Moabite, once the foreigner, once the widow, was now the bride. And we don't stop the story there. From verse 13, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, and hear the language here, the Lord enabled her to conceive. And she gave birth to a son. The women then said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in old age. 
for your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him, and the women living there said, Naomi, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. David, God's king. Think back to how this story began. The name Elimelech, my God is king, is carried on now in the child who was grandfather to God's anointed king over Israel. And generations later, also in Bethlehem, there would be another birth. Jesus, the King of Kings. In the opening of the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 1, we see the ancestry of Jesus. And in it is Ruth, the Moabite, the foreigner, who was redeemed by grace. That now leaves us to reflect on an important implication. God still redeems his people today. In fact, there is not one person in the kingdom of God that can claim their own right to be there. Eternal life is only granted to those who, like Ruth before us, Come to God as a foreigner, wholly dependent upon the grace of a guardian redeemer. It is God himself who redeems. It is God who pursues his people, provides for his people, and protects his people. Allow me to wrap up by saying this. If you thought Boaz was impressive, he's got nothing on Jesus. You see, Jesus came and redeemed, not with the things God gave him, not with money, not with property. He redeemed with his own blood. Jesus came and entered our world of chaos. He became the foreigner, the outcast. He was the one that was mocked, spat on, rejected by his own people. And he did it for me. He did it for you. That's a redeemer. So my challenge for you guys is look at this beautiful story of redemption. But don't miss Jesus. All of this happened so that the Son of God would be born as a man, so that he could bear and take on the judgment that was due to us in our place. May all of us reflect deeply on what it means to know the redemption that only Jesus can give. Let me pray. Father, 
Thank you for the fact that you've redeemed me. Thank you that you've redeemed all of your people. And you've done that through Jesus, the King of Kings. Lord, I thank you for allowing me to speak from your word tonight, this morning, sorry. Um, and Lord, thank you for the work that you do in me uh, as I read your word and apply it. I pray for everyone who's heard, and I pray that we take seriously um, the understanding that you are the redeeming God. Uh, Lord, thank you that we see ourselves in, in Ruth and in Naomi. Um, and as much as we want to see ourselves in Boaz, we know we don't. Uh, so, Lord, be with us, and um, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, Josh. Hi, Mike.